Dario Hunt from Living Life Fearless. Welcome back to another episode of our Fearless Show podcast. With me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Darius Walker. Say what up to everybody. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Another episode of the Fearless Show. I am Artist D. Walker. And I just want to say, it's been a crazy year already, but uh, <laughs> we're going to, you know, talk about some of uh, I guess not the most craziest stuff, you know, we're not talking about politics and all that today, but uh, I just want our to main topic today will definitely be Grammys and following up on our Grammys prediction episode and seeing how many we got right. Yeah, and, uh, so Dario's about to get mopped up, right? No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know about that. I, I did know. not fully watch the Grammys, so I only got the performance to go off and then we're going to go off the list. But before we do get to that, I do want to say uh, fuck all like the Asian racism that's going on around the country. So we are going to touch. I just want to touch on that a little bit. I just read that uh, that got that horrible news about in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. It was like wow. three massage parlors and like eight people killed and like definitely targeting Asians and Mm-hmm. Just like, man, come on, man. It's fucking 2021. What the fuck are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> this shit has to stop, man. This shit is ridiculous. And, uh, you know, I think if we're going to speak so loudly about, you know, anti, anti-Black anti racism and hatred, we need to speak at the same volume about anti-Asian. We need to, we all are in this country together, so. Definitely. And uh, before we get into Grammys, I also want to touch on some news. Some lighter news than that. Uh, well, actually, one more not so light news before that. Uh, RIP to a Yafet Koto. He passed away today at, at 81. And uh, he's the black guy from Alien, one of my favorite movies of all time. Right. And he's also one of the villains in 007's uh, Live and Let Die. So RIP to him. Yeah, rest in peace. It's a busy week, man. Uh, like, I mean, we were talking a little bit. You said that you didn't really watch the Grammys. You have been watching other stuff. There's been a lot that's been coming out to watch. So it's been kind of hard to keep up with everything. Uh, I don't know if you've finished WandaVision. Yeah. What'd you think about it? It was a slow build. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I'll... Uh, it's Without good. following it, that's that's that was my first take. <laughs> it's definitely a slow build, and it never felt like it stops building. <laughs> like it was just like kind of no facts. It all set up for the movies <laughs> on a cliffhanger for the most big build. Like yeah, like it's literally oh, it's eight episodes of set up for the next <laughs> Doctor Strange movie. It's, that's basically what it felt like, honestly. Yeah, nah, for real. I was like, damn, this is how they doing rollouts now, like. It was crazy. I mean, it's cool. Like, it's kind of like a prequel, like, mini movie before the movie, you know, I guess. But it's yeah. like, you also, we're also so used to, like, getting more from this, like, story-wise and, like, advancement of, like, the plot that kind of felt, like, not fully needed, for sure. Yeah, nah. It was clever. I think it was, like, a way to tell a storyline that they wanted to have in the movie, but to, like, avoid having to tell it in the, in the movie, movie. Yeah, they they made a series about it. Like, oh, this is what happened on the side after, you know, meanwhile, you know? <laughs> there were definitely some fake outs that I was not 
on I did not like I was not on board with but yeah eh, no, we'll see sure. I mean I was amped because I know how powerful Wanda is so yeah that I mean if anything they they kind of corrected that part about her in the movies like they made her so much more powerful yeah like, they didn't so make her aside like oh she's kind of dope I'm like nah she could like probably beat everybody everybody for maybe not everybody even Cap- like Captain Marvel is probably the only one like, <laughs> and maybe not even then. Like, hey, maybe she's not like even that. Then. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe not even then. Like, that's what I'm saying. They definitely, at the end, they definitely made her feel like a top tier character, like power wise, yeah. as she should be. Right. So, like, they gave her respect toward the end, like that. But it was weird. I guess just like sort of the unveil, the, the reveal was kind of obvious, but like, I guess kind of cool still. And then just like, cause at first you're like, what the fuck's happening? Like, <laughs> I mean, I, it also sucks as I mean, obviously like if you know the comics, which I know the comics and I'm sure you know a little bit about it. The storyline is that it kind of ruins it. I guess I feel like if I didn't know any of this, it'd probably feel a little bit bigger than it yeah. did knowing the actual story, you know? Mm-hmm. But, no, for sure. So like, that's just the part about like anticipation that they kind of like missed some moments on. Cause you know, there was like stuff that you anticipate that you don't necessarily get. And you're like, Oh, Okay. But but every episode you're kind of waiting for it, like <laughs> so yeah. that was like that build, like where you feel like you're gonna get to this thing, yeah. And, and you got moments of stuff, like they gave Wanda some like real um, moments where she got to exercise her strength. Um, but you know, I mean, I don't think this is a spoiler. I think most people know this, but they did uh, get the actor Evan Peters to play Quicksilver. Yeah, in this I one, that was really cool though. And I'm all for him fully being Quicksilver right. <laughs> over the other guy they had because his Quicksilver is so much cooler than the one that they used in Avengers. Memorable, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. So much better. So, but like I said, I mean, it's a cool concept. It's not as good. It's not even as good as their Netflix, like their Daredevil series and stuff like that. But it was, yeah, it was cool. Like it gets you hyped a little bit for, all right, Doctor Strange too. Should be dope. Right. Yeah, no. It it was cool. It was cool. But and, it was, uh, it's not it's not necessarily like a superhero TV show to me. Like No. No. And I mean we're getting another one this Thursday called Falcon and uh the Winter Soldier. So Oh yeah. I forgot about that. I hmm. think that'll be like the complete opposite direction where it's more just like that classic action comic book shit that you want. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. They also said it's really short, like six episodes, so I don't really know how much story there is actually going to be in there. Yeah, it's probably just going to be a lot of action. <laughs> Less words, more more attack. And then they're also, I mean, then they're also following that up again with uh, uh, Loki, like I'm pretty sure like not too long after either. So like they're fully going in on this stream and shit. Hell yeah, they are. They got so much shit in the pipeline. But I mean, that's good though, because we've been waiting. <laughs> also coming out Thursday is uh, the Snyder Cut. The Snyder Cut. Justice League Snyder Cut, four hours long, HBO Max. I forgot about that. 
it's been uh, I've been seeing ads literally every five minutes for it. So <laughs> they've definitely <laughs> been promoting the hell out of it. And uh, I'm probably gonna be there for it just because the hype is get, the hype has gotten <laughs> the hype's gotten to me like a four hour fucking like okay like four hours all right hold on long as hell but I mean yeah but it's I don't know like- I mean the first the uh, the theatrical version was very forgettable like oh yeah very well that's <laughs> what I mean is if there's stuff in there that like they took away because maybe it just was too action and not- well here's the whole story okay so as you know Zack Snyder likes his action and he likes his shit dark yeah which is the complete opposite of Marvel's movies and cinematic universe and uh I guess the executives weren't necessarily happy with the response from like Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman and I'll say Man of Steel was honestly one of my favorite Superman movies ever and Batman vs. Superman is very flawed. I'll say that. But also, I don't want it to be like the. He he also said he doesn't want it to be like the exact same as like Marvel movies, but they want it to be the exact same as Marvel movies. Yeah. So they literally brought in Joss Whedon, who, you know, is at the helm of all the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm-hmm. to, uh, to come in and do like major cuts and reshoots and edits to the whole movie because he had to. Because Zack Snyder had to drop out of the whole editing process because he had like a death, a tragic death in the family. So he like stepped away from it and they brought in Josh Sweden to basically butcher <laughs> his movie to the point that it was what it was. And uh, ever since then, people have been clamoring online for the release to Snyder Cut uh, online in droves. And they finally caved in, which was shocking. Could be a dangerous precedent, but... <laughs> But I don't know. I mean, with the streaming era, I think that's what promoted them. Like, what made them think it was cool. Like, all right, you know, since everybody... The demand the demand definitely seemed high. Like, if you were, like, looking online, people talking about it. So they gave him another 70 mil to go back and, like, redo it. The movie exactly how he wanted to do it. And they gave him a full... And because of streaming, he could do a full four hours of it. So, I'm like, I'm very intrigued to see if it can be... That's hard, though. Drastically different. Like, if it completely changes how I feel about the movie, it could be one of the greatest Superman comeback stories ever. Yeah. And then, I mean, from the trailers, I'm not going to lie, his trailers definitely had me way more hyped to see it than the other ones. Oh, for sure. That's. And the the question is if this does well, which by early reviews. Fire! would oh they go back God. and give him the reins again and let him do like more or, or I'm not, thinking, you know? man, I'm going to be there for that. Now you, you just got me hyped for it. So <laughs> I just thought about it. I was like, Oh my God. If they got is- everybody in there. They got, uh, they finally got dark side in there and they have uh and he looks fucking, yeah, he looks, he's like, he looked finally on the level like Thanos like type of character. Yeah. So, and then oh, they also got like uh the Joker, Jared Leto's Joker back in there, but looks completely redesigned from the trash that was in Suicide Squad. So, like, people are, like, very... I'm very interested to see this movie now. Like, I have to see it. Snyder Cut. The Snyder Four hours. Cut. Four hours. Might have to do it in, like, two parts because that's kind of wrong, but we'll see. I might make a day of it. <laughs> Definitely intrigued. Right. 
All right, and uh, some news from our website over the last couple of weeks that I want to just touch on, uh, see your opinions on. Uh, there's a rare Van Gogh piece that is going uh, up for auction and it's available for public viewing for the very first time. Mm. It's a uh, scene, well, this is French, so I'm gonna butcher this, but uh, scene de Rue Montmartre. So a scene of the street Montmartre, uh, it was painted in 1887 and it was never shown and it's been held by like a single French family for like over a century. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. That's pretty dope. I, I mean, yeah. so that's interesting. That's hard. There's a lot. You, there's a lot of angles about that. <laughs> yeah, like should like holding pieces of art for like that long, and you know, like one family, and now they're ex- expected to go between like six and ten million dollars or something like that. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I mean, that's such an interesting thing to think about, but. It's weird, you know, just as a, like as an artist, you know, it's like the the classic thing is like you're famous after you die or whatever, and like you know, like Van Gogh wasn't like <laughs> the guy <laughs> when he was walking the nope. street. Honestly, Van Gogh wasn't even like considered one of the best artists in his town. Like he was, he was going to other artist studios trying to learn and shit, and like, like figure out style and stuff. And like once he developed his style, it was after failing to copy other artists and was like, all right, fuck it, and, and like I'ma just do it how I want to do it, and boom, that's what created his genius. Uh, well, you say I, that, and they they are reporting, or they reported that that this landscape uh, portrait he did is kind of marks the beginning of his turn of his turn towards like yeah. impressionist style. Ah, see, because there's so many studies. I just did like a lecture to my students about it um, about Van Gogh actually recently, because um, I was talking about how him and an artist named David Hockney have a, a similar aesthetic. Um, Hockney's a contemporary painter uh, who's in his like uh, 70s who started to do digital painting of uh, landscapes and stuff because he's a traditional um, landscape um, painting and drawing. And he's he's adopted this new medium and stuff like that. So I was just talking about like the aesthetics of like, you know, impressionism and, and this new, um, just like making your own style, right? Mm-hmm. But um yeah, that's so crazy. Just like artwork reemerging, right? Because like, there's a whole notion of uh, like private versus public collections. Um, how do these public collections acquire the works? Um, a lot of times, it's either by donation, in which case mm-hmm. this painting's not being donated. <laughs> um, so uh, it's interesting. So this painting is basically on view and it's either going to go away and be locked away or the person that buys it is going to now be paid for years to come for this art object. To loan it to museums. To loan it to be on museums. Uh, the only reason it's even being made available to view now is because it's being sold. <laughs> like, it's, you know. Yeah, man. I mean, Imagine I being a family that's like 
has a Van Gogh that's never been seen by anybody for like over 100 years and just having it in your crib, COVID just chilling. Hit, man. That's that COVID. I mean, shoot. They, they got that bread or something. Huh? Yeah, the bread is low. They must have spent some of their reserves. It was like, ah. It was nice. Hey, I got the Van Gogh on the back. Like, oh, let's go ahead and grab that joint. <laughs> you know? No, they was probably like, which one? It's like, oh, you know the one we don't look at anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they probably had it like on a kid's wall, just chilling. Some shit. That's wild, bro. In the bathroom, like <laughs> uh, that's crazy. Yeah, nah, that is crazy. Um, but it's cool that uh, it's you know been authenticated and that people get to see it. Um, so it just adds to like his um, legacy, really. For sure, definitely his mystique. Now is like yeah, insane. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Creed three is a go, and Michael B. Jordan is making his directorial debut. So Ryan Coogler's not directing the series anymore, but he helped like pin the script. And my mm. Michael B. Jordan, I guess, taking helm as director and lead star, kind of like like Sylvester Stallone did with Rocky. So is Sly part of the project too? Still, this is the thing uh, they list in their listings. Their listings. Uh, do not have him on as a star or a producer. So that's and there was an Instagram post, I think, from the last movie saying that this would probably be his last turn as Rocky. Right. But if I remember correctly, in the second one, he didn't die. So no, I wonder how they can like explain that. Hmm. For real. Yeah, that's interesting. And I'm trying to they, think like unless they don't have, mention it at all, you know. Honestly, why why make a third one? Because <laughs> Rocky had what like six of them. Yeah, I know, but the last one kind of like used up the best parts of the first two or three that we liked. Well, yeah, I think the last one kind of they fell into the trap of. That was like Rocky one through three. Uh, Brought back to Creed two, you know. Like, the first Creed was like I think super original within the Rocky universe, and then the second one was like fell into that trap of doing the same shit that Rocky did. Like, do you remember like all that remember shit? Like bringing back yeah. old characters again. And it's like it's cool for like interest, but it's not like interesting for like continuing a whole story because like it feels yeah. like you've just seen this again. Like it was on the surface level cool. Like, yeah, it's like, oh, okay, he's, he's got a son. Like, that's cool, too, you know, I guess. But it's also wasn't, like, as nowhere near as interesting as the first one. So, I don't know. I just think it's interesting that Michael B. Jordan's finally uh, stepping inside director uh, chair. That's cool. He's been producing a lot, so, especially for Netflix, he's been producing a lot of shit, so. Yeah. He's been on the grind, for sure. For sure. All right, and there's a Superman reboot in the works written by Tenehesi Coates. Tenehesi, I think, Coates. Coates, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> I don't think people understand. There might be outrage. I'm going to just have to precurse, just like, 
We'll, well, we'll just get out the way. It, it will be a black Superman. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. I know. I know who Coates is. So <laughs> and before you know, fanboys, whatever, get mad. There's a there's literally a black Superman in the comic. So from another dimension, universe, or whatever to explain it. So this is based on that character, supposedly. Yeah. No, that's just what they want. That's what he's using as defense. The yeah. shield. He's, he might just write it all the same. He might just redo uh, Zod, the whole Zod saga. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, might, <laughs> he might just come out like, yo. <laughs> like, instead of Clark Kent, Blark Kent, you know, or something like that. Like. Uh, he's going to show, like, flashbacks of his mom saying, you got to blend in. And then he's going to have this whole chameleon power we never knew about. Where he had to look like his parents. <laughs> nah, I'm fucking with you. That's gonna be crazy though. I mean, what's interesting is like we were talking about DC and how they're like approaching this very differently than Marvel. They're clearly just throwing shit at the wall now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you already got a Superman movie and then you have a Batman, then you have a, like you're coming out with another rebooted Batman, now you're coming out with like another like Superman. It's like it's like what like like there is no connection between these bases. Throw it all at the wall. To like, yo, <laughs> whatever sticks is stuck. Like, stick it. Like, throw it all at the wall. Like, <laughs> but I mean, it's super dope that they're getting him to write it because he also obviously did the whole run for Black Panther in the Marvel comics that, yeah. you know, inspired yeah. the movie a lot. So that's really dope to kind of see him getting that love. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I can't yeah, wait to see the outrage of it, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right now, I'm like probably more excited for the uh, that director's cut of the other one. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, That's just because the backstory of how insane it was. Like, yeah. And like how he, he never, Zack Snyder never even saw the theatrical cut. Like, <laughs> his wife and, uh, Christopher Nolan, so like they're good friends. So yeah. his wife and Christopher Nolan went to go see the premiere, right? And they came back and both told them, "You should never see this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It'll it break your heart. Like, like you should never that. see this." <laughs> That's crazy. It's like, so, if, if you want to have a really bad day and and start calling people and yelling, frustrated, <laughs> go ahead. And so watch he's it. never seen it. So I mean. I'm not, like I said, I'm very interested. Like I'm very interested. So they're doing some interesting things at DC. It's not well done, but it's interesting at the least, you know. Mm. Yeah. All right, and G- George R. R. Martin is coming back too. He's a uh, he's adapting another fantasy novel for HBO. HBO. Uh, yeah, and it's called uh, Last. Well, it's based on Roger. The last niece, last defender. No, nope. Which one is it? Oh, uh, it's it's Robert Zelazny, uh, Roadmarks series. Should be cool. It's uh, a guy who's traveling the road that like time travels and a bunch of crazy shit happens, and yeah, yeah, yeah just fantasy. Time travels it. <laughs> I don't. I don't think he's even finished his Game of Thrones books. <laughs> oh really? 
Yeah, like so, I'm pretty sure people are still pissed about that, you know. And he's out here, like, yeah, you know, just fuck it. Like, you want me to adapt this? All right, cool. I got time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything. Else. Yeah, I got nothing. On. I ain't got nothing to work on. Go ahead, bro. Oh, that? I already got the advance. Like, <laughs> yeah, the, show, the show's already done. So, like, what if he like never finished the novel? You know what I'm saying? It just let the show's ending be the ending. <laughs> <laughs> the Starbucks cup. Hell no. Like, <laughs> would be fucking hot. <laughs> For real. Nah, he's definitely going to finish it. He knows that's a bigger bag. That's another bag. Man, he should have finished it before they finished the series because the way they finished that series was a boo boo. For sure. <laughs> What happens when you run out of inspiration? Man, and just let the That's what happens when they're not adapting a story anymore, but they're trying to come up with an original yeah. storyline. They're like, uh yeah. I, I I guess uh just split everything up and uh make uh one of the unlikely oh. people the rulers. Like uh, <laughs> Yeah, Jon Snow won't fight the Night King. People don't want that, right? <laughs> we haven't been waiting 10 years for that, right? Yeah, John John Snow could just fade away slowly in, into the distance in the background and, and not really have any overall impact on how the story concludes. Oh yeah, and the Night King won't fight anybody. He'll just die in one, one episode. That's what people have been waiting for, yeah. right? Yeah, you know, we get one, one cool scene with the King and then the next thing you know, he gets He's stuck dead. up on and it's over. Exactly. That, that move was cool. I liked it, sort of. I was just mad at the same time. It was one of those moments where I was just like, yeah, huh. <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> hey, you remember when Arya spent like a whole two seasons in another country? Yeah. Like, learning to become a mini face god, like All for disciple. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She'll use it one time and never again. <laughs> never again. I was like, damn, every time you thought she was going to use it, Nope. I dead ass look. I dead ass was like, oh yes, that's that's not brand. That that's Arya in that chair. She's gonna take she's gonna take the mask off and fucking kill him after after he fights Jon Snow. That's exactly how I played out my head. Him and Jon Snow gonna have a fucking fight. Jon's about to die, and then she's gonna take off the mask and she's gonna end up killing him. But nope. (laughs) Not even close. Nothing that exciting. Like (laughs) I thought she was gonna get something lit. But for the king to die, like nah, nah. Both him and Jon Snow can quietly exit the scene, please. Yeah, like, no. Yeah, no. That yeah. shit is nuts. I'll forever, like, <laughs> I'll forever just hate that ending. Like, God, God. Yeah. As soon as that happened to the king, the the Night King, that whole thing was over, basically. Yeah, was I was like, like, well, we waited ten years for one battle. I thought he was gonna wipe out the world, and he literally. Couldn't, couldn't get past uh, what's the castle called? Whatever. Up north. That shit was on the Star border. Castle. He didn't even get into like, <laughs> the shit yet. That's like, what I'm saying. He couldn't even get past Stark Castle. Like, I'm oh like, come God. on, fam. The Starks ain't shit. They're, they wasn't... Come on. Bro, he had a dragon. That's what I'm saying. How, like, that's what an I'm An undead saying. dragon. An undead dragon. And he ain't do shit. No. All right, I, all right. I'm gonna just go down this rabbit hole about how pissed I am about what the fuck they did to that story. I don't story. know like, tangents, so this 
Yeah, yeah. Timestamp that. That's a <laughs> Game of Thrones tangent. <laughs> Goddamn. Horrible. Horrible. <laughs> and then they were so scared about it that they didn't even show up to the Comic-Con panel, their own Comic-Con panel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they want to get eaten alive. Dying on that cross, they said. Like <laughs> Comic Con is some real shit. Niggas hey, we got some great. I got, we got Seth Rogen roasted him right after because he was on there for Preacher's final season, which was great. <laughs> but I digress. Let's get back to the topic that we are here for: the Grammys. Um, yeah. What are your initial reactions about the Grammys? Thoughts, oh, opinions? Did it live up to the hype? Of what the Grammys are. Are the Grammys still important? First of all, dude, I don't think the Grammys have much hype anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I almost forgot they were happening. I did um, completely forget that they're happening. Yeah, but I guess so. Like, just you know, initial thoughts on the Grammys. Ugh. <laughs> it was almost like an unnecessary program. It was just. It was awkward having um, announcers and like a host without an audience um, because it was almost like, why did they even have to show up? Um, But then it was kind of funny, actually, Bill Burr. Bill Burr, exactly. I was going to talk about it. It was (laughs) the most unintentionally funny part of the whole night. And it was funny too because it sounded like he was bombing at the beginning. Like when he about that like rock that, that concert joke, I was like, "Oh shit, is he falling off right now?" Oh, it was unintentionally <laughs> funny for sure. Concert. Like, let's let's bring Bill Burr out to announce every Latin award. <laughs> Whose idea was that? That's insane. That that's like an obvious setup. That's why I'm glad. He oh, said, oh, man, definitely. That was a, he even said it. He's <laughs> like, he's a he said all the feminists are angry right now. They got this cis this cisgendered white dude announcing these Latin awards. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, so you don't get killed for it. Oh, and I, then and I then right after, there's a small but loud contingent of people on Twitter who are angry with him. <laughs> Yeah, no, they, they they tried to kill him for it. Oh, they set him up, bro. They definitely they definitely set his ass up. <laughs> Walk him out there. <laughs> like, Janae Aiko was already on stage. Like, that's what's crazy. You already have a, a mixed-race musician. I swear to God, he did not know what segment he was going out for because the way he was getting, like, reading those names was out like, and, like, he was surprised. <laughs> just, just read the teleprompter. Just read the teleprompter. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do that all the time. That's easy. Okay, yeah, just step right there on the X. Okay, now go out there. All right. So, all right, thanks, Janae. Uh, ooh. Category. You know, like, I start reading it like, like, wait, you got to send me out here for this? Like, who'd he piss off before he got to Oh, that shit was funny. It was very cringy, but it's so funny. Like, oh, you're about to get murdered for this. Damn, how when I saw the category pop up, I was confused. Because <laughs> all best Latin, best international, like this super white dude from fucking Boston. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that shit was funny. Um, I mean, like you said, 
it's hard for the Grammys. They're literally getting shit on in every direction by every major artist these days. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, they got shot on right there. Bill Burr shot on, <laughs> on stage. Um, but I mean, some good moments were like some. There were some cool performances, right? I mean. Oh, before you get into that, I want to ask a question. Are we like? Do those count? Do we have enough of the baby yet? Like. Or what you mean? You brought out uh No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm like, uh, again. I was, he was there. I was like, Again? Oh, <laughs> like, bro, like, everything, bro. Like, again? Like, oh, you're playing Rockstar again? Like. Yes. Yes. Are we not? <laughs> like, you over, like, there's a point where it's like, okay, I'm getting tired of just hearing your voice and seeing you at this point. Yeah. I mean, but it was cool because I remember we we talked about uh, Run the Jewels and how they were like sort of snubbed, but it was cool that they got to perform. Um, I remember seeing Killer Mike on stage, so it might have been one of those like it was side joints. Or just something. Killer Mike and those for little babies. Yeah, little babies. Yeah, yeah which yeah. was a great performance. Uh, yeah, it felt people. kind of a bit like. Hey, we care too, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, yeah, you made that one song, right? <laughs> you wanna you, can we do something? <laughs> can we get some can we get some work together? I think it was sort of like a mandatory, like they had to do it, right? Like it was almost it like felt that. like it. It it definitely felt like it. Yeah. And like I love baby, like, little baby. Well, and I'm glad did. that he got I'm glad he got the spot in the shine, but it's also like I don't know, felt a bit like forced in corporate. Yeah. But it was cool to see, to get that Killer Mike verse and to get, you know, uh, I forget her name, but to have her on there too. Yeah. But it definitely felt like, all right, this is so overproduced from what like the video was and how raw it was and shit. And it's like, yeah. yeah. I mean, personally, I liked uh, Burna Boy's performance more. I think one of the more better performances. Yeah, but he was, he definitely wasn't main show. He was, he had to be like almost online only one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, nah, he was online only because he looked like he was outside. Like it was like a, a whole production thing. So it was probably like, might even been pre-recorded kind of sending shit, you know? I mean, one of the best ones was Lito's, uh, Lito Pimenta. Right. She That's killed true. that shit. Like she ate that shit up. Like. Killed that. She definitely had one of the best. She that should have been main show after some of the performances I saw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't really care for Meg's performance. It was cool. It was alright. Um, Jazz, cool, I guess. Savage. All right. Cardi B's was expected. I mean, the video screen was cool as shit, but but yeah, it was, it was cool. It was expected. Like it wasn't like surprising. Nothing stood out though. There was no no like oh, um this year. No oh shit for sure. But one of the best performers of the night, who I think was Heim. Like they should have. Oh yeah. Definitely won way more awards than that, oh, and just their yeah. performance alone proved it. Like, are you kidding me? Like uh, they're so much better than everybody else. That's why I picked them for performance, but I don't think they won that. They didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm watching the performance. I'm like they they're like so much better than all these other performers right now. 
Like how much more? <laughs> this is evidence. Like clearly, <laughs> you see what they're doing on stage. way better on stage than what <laughs> and most of everybody else. Yeah, I don't know. There were some performances that stood out, like I don't know, but not many. I will say that I did not like Roddy Rich's performance at all, honestly. That kind of seemed like um, like a Teen Choice Award type of thing. It also it felt like, like that. I, was that his choice to play piano like the whole time? Like have it all soft and? Uh, probably not his choice. I, I feel like, I mean, somebody- Did somebody come to them like, hey, we have a great idea. Nah, that was like, that was weird. I mean, but whatever. Hey, get your artist on, right? A lot of it was very snoozeworthy. Billy Eilish's performance was boring. Taylor Swift's performance was boring. Man, Billy Eilish's performance was so boring. I was like, why didn't you just stay in your bedroom like you always do with your brother and <laughs> record that? Like, that probably would have been more captivating. I mean, I was kind of just like, I heard this song. I was like, damn, this is this is the record of the year? Like, I don't know. I've, I've not heard this song almost anywhere. Like I'm not. I heard it a lot. I just. I did not. It's just weird that it's the album. They're the song of the. That, that's what it was crazy. There's not a, even a song. It's record record of the year, which the year. implies like what was the biggest record of the year? Like not you know not songwriting, not record. Well, that's why I was shocked that my pick was wrong. I think, but we're gonna get into that stuff. But yeah, it was weird. There was some weird stuff. But overall, a very strange. Um, Slightly boring um, Grammys with a couple of surprises in the category winners, but not not anything too out of the ordinary, um, except for maybe like one person um, who won a Grammy in a category we didn't talk about. But I'm just going to mention it real quick and then we're going to leave it there, probably. Um, Kanye. <laughs> Kanye mm. West won for best contemporary Christian album. Yeah, Christian album. <laughs> I thought that was the most interesting thing I saw. Basically, to me, I just thought that was, I don't even know what to say. I was just confused and shocked and like, wow, okay. I did see that. And I, was, I, did, I did get a good chuckle out of that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Christian album is you just talking about yourself for 40 minutes and mentioning Damn. God a few times. And Imagine being part of the choir that's on the album and you never got paid. <laughs> oh, and you're, yeah, and you're suing him. <laughs> Literally suing him. We're going to have to run that up a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Now it's Grammy Award winning <laughs> vocals, homie. You got to pay me for my Grammy Award winning. Uh, yeah. Is he going to piss on this Grammy too? Hell yeah. Nah, he's, gonna, he's not going to piss on it. He's going to put it down and let one of his cows in Wyoming Piss on it, shit on <laughs> a cow pie, steaming hot cow pie, <laughs> just pop right on. Yeah, that that definitely gave me a chuckle. <laughs> yeah, and then another shout I wanted to give was to Burn a Boy for winning for uh, Global Music Album of the Year. <laughs> Funny word, global music. <laughs> Fucking yeah. that. Yeah, Burn a Boy, I thought could have been in the like best rap album category, but. Uh, it's cool that he's in like global music. He's a Nigerian-based artist. For those who don't know, so overall, uneventful, boring. Trevor Noah was boring. 
I don't remember uh, about Trevor Noah. It was I, boring and cringy. I was waiting for him to stop talking every time he talked. And the and highlight I, was Bill Burr bombing for me. <laughs> was Janae like not like a, an official host? Because she like did more than him. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> That was weird. I was confused why I was seeing her talk so much and not seeing Trevor when I was seeing her. I was like, why isn't Trevor doing this if he's the host? It just, I don't know. It just wasn't. They have some soul searching to do. All these award shows, Oscars, Academy, like the Oscars and the Grammys, they have some real, some real soul searching to do about what people want because this ain't it, Chief. This ain't it. Damn. That was like the last leg. It was almost like they were <laughs> it was sad. Oh, it was legitimately sad. Like, <laughs> you know what I was thinking? You know, this show could really use a performance by maybe somebody like The Weeknd. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And uh, The Weeknd might really set this off right now. For real. Dead ass. Shit. 070 would have shut that down. <laughs> Come on, man. They're not in tune with the culture like that. In tune. So, you guys let us know what your initial thoughts and opinions about the Grammys are. As you can see, we are not impressed in the slightest about what we saw. And no. uh, I really don't know how they fix this outside of a major change at the top and get some young people that are in touch with shit up there. Because the they're getting Moses. murdered. And the BTS army, the BTS army is, oh, about is slaughtering them online. Oh, yeah. There was like, how are you going to just, well, they tokenized them, basically. Oh, yeah. For, uh, for ratings. And they flew them out, what, like a 12-hour flight to come out there and do that shit? And like, oh, God. Yeah, exactly. Why you think Jay Z don't go to those anymore? Hey, like, <laughs> I'm about to say, I'm like, hey, welcome to the club. Like, hip hop <laughs> wasn't even allowed to perform for years. Like, and we weren't even on the main. We would, we couldn't even get TV time. We couldn't get our, our nominations aired on TV. So, Next. there were welcome. always that that small text on the bottom of the screen, yeah. like also awarded or whatever they would say. That was the best rap album categories. And that was when we had number one albums in the country. (laughs) So welcome. 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 But yeah. All right. Let's get to our results of our predictions here. Yep. So, yeah, you guys, as you know, me and Dario, every year when award season comes around, we look at the nominees and we make our predictions to see who we think will win, not in each and every category, but just a select few that, you know, are sort of in our wheelhouse or that we think are the most particularly key and interesting categories. So we're going to recap our choices that we talked about on the pod a couple months ago. Uh, I don't know how long ago that was, but because the Grammys pushed back. It so it's like three be December. Yeah, I want to say December. December. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to talk about our our predictions, see who won this uh this prediction game. I'm pretty sure if I didn't win, it's close. But I, I think it like might be close this year. Dario around we, had a a couple, we had a couple of double ups. Yeah. 
That's why I was like, I don't know exactly, because I know we we had a couple where we got the same. You followed me um, more you than you followed me a lot, man. I remember. All right, uh, I'm of the year. This is so predictable. Like, <laughs> I didn't want to make this pick because <laughs> I did not even want to. I didn't even want to go there. But this is so predictable. Taylor hey, Swift folklore. Like, back to the pod, you guys. I told, I tried to tell them about this. I, I told them. It's so predictable. Taylor Swift. <laughs> Taylor Swift, y'all. Now, I said I didn't want her to win. <laughs> I said Post Malone because I figured it was between the two, like, you know, whatever, whatever's. Yeah. But who I wanted was Hein out of the out of their selection by far. Like, I don't understand. Not for sure. Heim definitely should have won over Taylor, but I told you it was Taylor's year. Like I was like, she's in kind of this weird, I'm getting my power back kind of bullshit. And I think they're going to reward her. For so fucking songwriting. I told you she got in the songwriting bag. So predictable. Boring. This is why nobody watches the Grammys. Like boring. <laughs> exactly. I had to pick my least favorite choice to be writing that. Like, <laughs> That's why the Grammys are trash. Like, <laughs> but I was right. That's the point for you me, right. y'all. You got point for you. Uh, wreck of the year. Neither of us got. I said Dua Lipa. You said Meg. Honestly, Meg out of the place should have gotten it. I said it too, but I thought they would give it to some generic ass song, <laughs> and they did. They did. I just picked the wrong generic ass song. <laughs> You picked one with a little bit more, slightly more up tempo. You picked the up tempo. Yeah, don't, I picked "Don't Start Now," which is a watered down weekend after hours song. Honestly. <laughs> oh man! And I knew they weren't going to give it to Meg because she's definitely too uh, urban for their uh, field. Yeah. I thought that Beyonce push would have. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's close, definitely. Yeah, but I mean, we did talk about the Billie Eilish factor, so we we both kind of knew how much she could influence. Yeah, I just I told you, I just never heard the song anywhere I went, so I did not hear people playing it. I did not hear people talking about it. So just like, is this really the record of the year? Yeah. But whatever. I mean, for a girl who just stays at home with her family and doesn't go she anywhere, definitely she keeps winning. She keeps winning, and I saw her a lot. So, like, I feel like she was active on Zoom or whatever the fuck. Like, <laughs> like this past year, she kind of did show her face a lot more than a lot of these other artists. To to be honest, in terms of like, okay, press- but come on, bro. Meg was literally everywhere. <laughs> oh yeah, well that's what I'm saying. That's why it's confusing to not have Billie Eilish in other categories. Like, as compared to like Meg in so many more categories. Like, it seems like it was just an odd choice. And for people that don't know what, why I keep clarifying between record of the year, song of the year, song of the year is a songwriter's category. It's for songwriting. 
record is literally what was the biggest song of the like biggest record song of the year. Like what is the one record song you could not get away from all year? Slap. The biggest slap. And they chose Billy Eilish. And it's just like, wait, what? <laughs> all right. It's whatever. a melancholic song. I mean, let's compare that performance and let's compare Hyam's performance. Let you tell me your <laughs> song. <laughs> Well, that that should be less than enough, but it's not. So yeah, All right. so yeah, neither of us got it. And song of the year again, neither of us got it. Uh, it was "I Can't Breathe" by her, which I'm surprised by. I was shocked by, it. not surprised, shocked. That's that's like a Black Lives Matter kind of shit. Like yeah, like how like and it was released late. Like it was released in May, I think. Maybe not late, but it was released in May, I think shortly after the protests. And it's a very conscious, not very like not Grammy friendly. Not Grammy friendly at all. It was it's more like a to pimp a butterfly aesthetic, like that Kendrick did. Um, which is interesting. And that's the one they gave him a Grammy for. But in terms of it crossing over, I don't think most audiences are even aware of the song. Yeah, I'm I'm not even that super aware of it. <laughs> like yeah. honestly, I don't even I have it on my phone and it's hard to remember. Like it's not like a song that you would like remember, but it's it's the writing category. So it's about the writers and like what they were saying. Like I said, song and record. It's a big difference right there. Um I chose Post Malone Circles. You chose Roddy Rich the Box. Yeah. Which both seem like safe bets, but it seemed like it had to be one of those. Like I, I thought there was no way it wasn't one of those. Came up empty. Um, best new artist. We both got wrong again. Again. But it was Maggie Stallion, which I'm surprised by. Like again, I thought she was just way too urban for, <laughs> for the Grammys to choose, man. That's and she I'm had doing. like two big records. That's it. She now have a full body of work. I'm kind of confused because it felt like. It's almost like Phoebe got snubbed. Like the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we both picked Phoebe Bridgers, by the way. And Phoebe Bridgers obviously has shown up everywhere, SNL, like whatever. Like she's definitely on a, a wave right now. She's kind of on that Billy Eilish wave for indie rock. Um, but did she take a home in the awards? I'm not sure. We'll see. We got her in a couple more categories. Mm-hmm. It's just like Meg didn't have like a full album. <laughs> Anybody of work she put out wasn't anything close to like great. Nobody, nobody. Right. She had two massive songs and one wasn't even hers. (laughs) And she got best new. It's just, what the fuck? It's just confusing, bro. I don't know. Well, to be honest, there was that whole um, scandal. I don't want to bring the other artist's name up, but there was that whole thing at the beginning of the year. You know that that Canadian guy. <laughs> Her and him had that little uh, back and forth. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her injury, that whole yeah, yeah. thing. For people who aren't familiar. So, you, so are you trying to say this was not well deserved? I'm just saying that she's been in the public eye for more. Oh, so you're saying okay? So you're saying this? <laughs> I think this is. You're getting- saying this is a sympathy award. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, wow. You think she would? If, if that story wasn't going and she had the redemption of a strong woman story attached to her songs, I don't know if it would go over as well. I think a lot of people were championing her because of her as a victim. Hey, stallions, whatever her fans are called, stallions. You know how Beyonce got the beehive with her fans, stallions. With a <laughs> look, that's not me. I didn't say that. <laughs> uh, what Darnell direct like, all, direct like, all, bitch, y'all at him. That's so funny. If if y'all heard what I said, what I said was that her getting shot brought sympathy and awareness to her in more than just the songs, correct? AKA, somebody this was a sympathy award. award. Well, if I see somebody who I'm aware of in more ways than one on a list, and I only know the other people in just one way, I might be more inclined to select them. Sympathy is the word you chose, not a word hey. that I... But like I said... Stallions, I Stallions, Pony Club, <laughs> My Little Pony, whatever y'all called, this was not me. <laughs> I don't know about sympathy. This if we was want to not use the word sympathy, me. Sympathy is giving the wrong award to the artist the year after they did a really good project. <laughs> yeah, they try. They, they definitely do that a lot. Um, all right. We jump around a bit. R&B performance. We both uh, got this right because you followed me. Uh, Beyonce for Black Parade. Keep in mind, this is my second point and Dario's first point. It's 2-1. It's 2-1. I'm not. I'm up. Scoreboard. (laughs) I mean, there's not really much to say about this one. I don't. It was a weird year for R&B, I think. Oh, for sure. And all the R&B categories were all over the place. So it didn't feel very R&B to me. So it was just kind of like, all right, Beyonce. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, R&B song we both got wrong. I chose Beyonce again. Mm -hmm. You chose Chloe and Haley. Do it. Beyonce's protégés. (laughs) And Robert Glasper won for Better Than I Imagined. Well, Robert and her. Remember, Gabby's... Robert Glasper featuring her and Michelle. I can't say that name. Not pulling a Bill Burr. You guys can look it up. <laughs> but yes, that one for better than I imagined. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, progressive R&B. This was. Uh, very shocking to me. It was Thundercat. It is what it is. Yeah. Congratulations, Thundercat. That's lit. Like, <laughs> all I say is that's lit for him to get that Grammy. But I didn't think it was going to happen. I didn't think. I didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't think you could classify his album as an R&B album. <laughs> I'm just I'm, I'm just here. It was, it's a lot. It's a <laughs> <laughs> What is it? Like alternative rock, like, or some kind of like, I don't even know, but like, yeah, R&B was interesting. I was like, all right, well. So I didn't even pick it because I didn't think it sounded like alternative R&B, but 
There you go. So they called it progressive R&B. I chose Janae Aiko. Again, she was there, but apparently did not get much. Got hosted. Hosted. See, they get you out there. Make <laughs> you work. Give you a couple of noms. <laughs> and give Chilombo. you more to Thundercat. I, I chose her for Chilombo, which, again, was her worst project to get nominated, I think. But whatever. And you chose Chloe and Haley and got the hour. And they were both wrong. I was thinking Beyonce's protégés might win something, but <laughs> it doesn't look like they caught the swing this year. Oh, this is trash. Best R&B album, John Legend, Bigger Love. Ooh, I wonder who picked that one. <laughs> That's trash. Man, that wasn't even hard. That was like That's easy. Trash. What they had on the list, that was the easy. Giveon? Yeah, Take but time? Has no name recognition. What you mean? His out is bro. Niggas just found out who Giveon was. Trust, bro. Niggas, niggas didn't even know how to say his name. Stop playing, Giveon, Giveon. Niggas didn't even know how to say Giveon until he had to like consecutively publicly say, "No, this is how you say it." Like, if an artist is doing that, they're not gonna beat John Legend when he's got two singles in the top one hundred. Like, to like I want you. Yeah, but that's not as big as uh, John's two songs on his album were crazy. Not crazy. I want you was crazy, bro. No, that's definitely dope. That's definitely. But ooh la la, that shit is hard. Again, an established name taking taking food and and money out of a uh, a better rising artist mouth again. That's all it is. That's all it is. Hey, all you John Legend fans, that was Dario. That's all that it is. That Giveon was better. John hasn't put out a good album since Kanye West. <laughs> That's not true. Bigger Love is actually a pretty good album. I'm joking. Hence, but it's definitely not better than Give Me R&B Album Award. <laughs> so that's uh, what three, three one, three one. Ah, oh, it's looking bad for you. Nah, rap performance. We gotta talk about Megan Stallion Savage. That was pretty obvious. That's like her category <laughs> that they're gonna put her in. Best of your rap performance, exactly. Like okay. Well, she performs a lot, and it's her biggest song, so you should probably win that category. <laughs> like, you're you're known as the performing artist. All right, uh, this was another trash award. That's um, melodic rap performance. Yeah, what a weird category. Anderson Pack, lockdown. In hindsight, I guess it makes sense. I just wasn't thinking about it like that. Over the box or Rockstar? Yeah. As a best? <laughs> How does the box lose? That they literally had them perform <laughs> like three times each? Bam. What I think happened was Silk Sonic was on the radar already. But come on. I'm saying, Lockdown? all right, whatever. And Rockstar too, because you picked Rockstar. Like, I picked Rockstar. I said it was either Rockstar or the Box. I was like, there's no way it's anything else. 
I still can't believe the box. Like, that is the best melodic rock song of the year. What the, what are you saying? That's Imagine me and Roddy and being on both those songs and not getting a single Grammy. in the box and they, they gave it to Anderson. Anderson back for a, throw, for a throwaway Lucy. For a throwaway. That's not even an album. That's insane. And, and how often have you heard Lockdown compared to those two? That's just disrespect. I've heard the new Silk Sonic song more than I heard Lockdown. And sometimes I've heard Lockdown. The three times I played it on YouTube. <laughs> it packs. Like, nah. That's nasty. That was a nasty little award they gave to Anderson. But congrats, Anderson, on, I think, another Grammy. I feel like he won one already. But Yeah, he got something for something else before. Yeah. Uh, best rap album. They finally did the right thing and gave Nas his due. Yeah. We was talking about how this, this category should have been a no-brainer. Um, the only other acceptable answer would have been Fred, Freddie. And, yeah, and even then, it would have felt weird. Yes. So, you they know. They did the right thing. Nas. They did the right thing. King's Nas, disease. Goddamn. This is Nasir Jones' first uh, uh, Grammy, Grammy win ever. Grammy ever. Ever. This is what, 20-something year, 30 years? I don't even know, man. Like, how are you one of the world's greatest MCs of all time dropping hits after hits, staying relevant? You don't get a Grammy until you give out a retirement album? Like, an album that, like, well, honestly, Hit Boy. Just bringing up Hit Boy before. (laughs) Hit Boy had a hell of a year. I'm just saying, like... If he not in the in the category of most slept on top producers, I don't know who else is. Him and Alchemist had a hell of a life twenty twenty. Him and Alchemist are like not even fair. They're like cheat codes. They're literally for me. They literally carried like real rap for all of twenty twenty. Like they carried it. Yeah, Madlib. Yeah, Mad, but Madlib didn't really put out any much last year. It was definitely Al and yeah, it was all Hit Al. Boy between Al, Al and all of Griselda and like Freddie and Hit Boy of Nas and just SCW. Yeah, Hit Boy on the shit. They were definitely on that shit this year. He did. Uh, Real rap definitely took it. Took some W's this year for sure. Yeah, man. But yeah, shout out to Nas on that rap album of the year. Even though, I, he, of course, it'd be his one win. He's not like in front of a live audience to get his shine. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he couldn't get these real flowers to walk up and have everybody stand up for him. And, you know, like to really give him that like love. Crazy. Yeah. All right. Best rap song. Uh <laughs> I picked what Bigger Picture. Fuck? You picked Roddy. Yo, this category is trash. Savage one. Yeah. Again, song. Songwriters Award. Can, can you tell Rap me? Song. Can you tell me the songs for Savage? The lyrics? Uh, I'm a savage? <laughs> there we go. And that one over 
the bigger picture for Blue Baby, who they drug out to literally uh, perform that perform shit. the song yeah, and like gave him a whole production and all this shit. Sound like, check. You know how much extra time that is. <laughs> Just for y'all to sit oh me up here. <laughs> that's crazy. It is. But that's what I'm saying. How do you give Savage best rap song and like all this other shit, best rap performance and best rap song? Like, what the fuck? How do you give her? Best R&B song or performance Bro, song, I think, song. That is the most crazy thing. But then you ever. don't give Lil Baby for a bigger picture. That's what I'm saying. Like, her doesn't even want to be seen in public. Like, damn near. You know, like, <laughs> like we just found out what she looks like a year ago. Like, like, you, like I mean, you said she got it basically because, you know, she was like right around the time of protests and all that. Okay, well, Lil Baby's bigger picture was even bigger like it was even more important for like the actual culture and, and shit that was going on around the protesting and shit to see see a celebrity like him who's not yeah. known for talking about those type of issues to fully come out with a, a song that not only is good but it's like a slap like it slaps and yeah. it like actually has real shit behind it it's <laughs> just like yeah, no nah, he had like some woke level bars in there but it was still fully trapped like, yeah, that shit was still a banger. Yeah, it was nice. So you give it to her, but then you give Savage over. Oh, disgusting. Yeah. The Grammys, disgusting. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, music video, Beyonce. Again, you followed me once again. What's the score? 6 4? Bro, you literally just been. Getting doves off of me. That's what, that's what's crazy though. Like I'm off you on six four. What are you saying? That you that four of those were literally you basically following me. That's what I'm saying. That's not even facts. That's exaggeration. There's no way. You didn't even see the music video. Fam, I seen the video. Everybody's seen the Beyonce. All right, all right. Well, well, we're about to even shit up. Uh pop solo performance. Harry Styles, Watermelon Sugar. Dario picked Harry Styles. Told, hey, bro. Hey. You got one. You got one. I told you that song everywhere. You, you said Doja one. Cat, and I said not. Nope. I did. I picked Doja. Doja Cat, you said Say So, and Harry Styles, Watermelon Sugar. Lost the point there. Okay. Catch it up. I'm gonna do one more in pop. And it was like best pop vocal album. Yep. And again, I'm very confused. I asked you if you were gonna pick and you changed you you stuck with my pick. That's when you tried to pick my joint. Because again, how do you win album of the year? <laughs> But then you don't win best. But then you don't win your actual category. That's what I'm saying. Because okay. I was like, "There's no way Dua Lipa's gonna win album of the year." But I was like, "There's no way she's gonna beat Taylor Swift." And then she beats Taylor Swift. <laughs> it's like, what the be- fuck? Yeah, I don't understand how you win album of the year and not win best pop vocal album. 
how do you not win your own category, but then you win album of the year? Again, I don't, I'm very confused there. The winner of the category should <laughs> at least beat anybody else in the category for album of the year. That, that's, that seems like logic, <laughs> but hey, that's what we get for picking the logical. <laughs> we both we both picked Taylor Swift and and it was came in with future nostalgia, future the word, nostalgia, the decent album that was again levels below the '80s nostalgic music that weekend had on After Hours, but whatever. Let's need it. The albums came out with that sound, and hers is probably the fourth best one. <laughs> Imagine having Justin Bieber changes over the weekends After Hours. <laughs> yummy, yummy, <laughs> <laughs> yummy, yummy. <laughs> like imagine having that over the weekend After Hours. Oh my God. The Grammys suck. Yeah, for real. They really do. All right, let's get to rock. Best rock performance. I told you. My girl, Fiona Apple. Yep. Shamika. You was right. That's crazy. I told you. She had a crazy year. I mean, that was a dope-ass song, that whole thing. We talked about how dope that the Shamika even was when we went over our top album, so I'm not surprised. You chose Heim, three, uh, The Steps. I wouldn't have been mad if it won, because, again, that's, that song slaps, too. But Fiona was... She was on one this year. How her album wasn't nominated for Album of the Year is another very, very questionable... <laughs> choice yeah but Janae Aiko is for Chilombo but whatever yeah well so we tied up best rock song uh, I said Phoebe Bridgers Kyoto you said Fiona Apple Shamika and Brittany Howard stay high one of course which I kind of wanted to pick. I don't I, it was definitely one of my choices, but I just didn't. Again, Phoebe was on such a tear, tear, and definitely was getting that push that it felt like she'd at least get one of these. Yeah, honestly, I thought she would get one, one of these. Even if I didn't vote for her, for her, I thought she would get some, but. It's uh, pretty Brittany Howard won, though, um, to be honest. Yeah, it's dope. She killed it in her performance again, like her little tribute thing. Her voice mm -hmm. is ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Here's one you just closed your eyes and picked. Uh, best rock album. You oh, chose you like the, the Strokes. Powerful. The Strokes, the new abnormal. Again, he literally just, eh, yeah, we'll just oh. see the Strokes. Boom. Nah. How do I how do I get it right but only pick one? I didn't even consider anybody else. I picked the strokes. Because you didn't know anybody else. It doesn't matter. I know it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's obvious. Seven Anyways, six. Anyways, 
I chose Grace Potter Daylight. And quite honestly, Fontaine's DC should have won that category, but whatever. <laughs> it's hard to go against the strokes, man. Best alternative album. This was an easy one for me. Oh, yeah. Fiona Apple, both shows are vegetable cutters. It's the most alternative of anything. <laughs> and it was really good. So, to be honest, it would have been hard to actually, we picked that as like our top album or one of them. Yeah. I don't remember if it was number, number one. one. So, yeah. It definitely deserved best alternative album. Uh, best dance recording. We both selected Cage Nada for ten percent, which is pretty dope. It makes more sense because of the dance. I didn't pick him for the next one. Best dance slash dance slash electronic album. Yep. I picked Bauer. Great album. Yeah. <laughs> really good album, actually. I almost picked Arca. And I thought that was like a cool Yeah, but that's too weird for people. That's what I thought. I was like, maybe it's too weird. So that's why I picked Bauer. I thought that was the safe choice. Bauer was definitely a safe choice and it was a solid choice, but I just knew. I just knew. Keishinata. <laughs> I just knew he was going to sweep. He was right. All right. And uh, I'm pretty sure we both got this room wrong, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, best comedy album? Best comedy. Yeah, we definitely got it wrong. Um, <laughs> yep. You chose Jerry Seinfeld, 23 Hours to Kill. And I chose Bill Burr, who they brought who they brought onto the Grammys to to present. (laughs) That looked like a hit. Like (laughs) who had had his biggest special of his entire career? I'm just trying to tell you, I knew they was going to let him do that, man. They couldn't give Bill Burr that that trophy. Bill Burr lost to Tiffany Haddish for Black Mitzvah. Yeah. Which is weird. How many people have you ever have you had come up to you and say, "Yo, you heard that? You watched that new Tiffany had a special Black Mitzvah." Not Black Mitzvah, but the They Ready. Black Mitzvah, I'm talking about. Ready, I know, but I heard about They Ready. But Black Mitzvah. <laughs> I'm just saying that might have swayed the judges as well. Oh Our output, they might have. Paper Tiger. They was by far one of the biggest specials of the entire year. Yeah, that's true. That's facts. Bigger than uh, Black Mitzvah, to be honest. Probably. Honestly, the only one that was less than... I, I think it was the biggest special of the year, honestly. I, did Dave put something out? No, he just put out those little Instagram shorts. And oh, okay. If he didn't put out a new thing on Netflix, then yeah. No. He just put out those like eight minutes and whatever than all the other Yeah. Well, aside from his eight minutes, (laughs) aside from Dave's eight minute clips. (laughs) Paper Tiger should have won. So I should just count that as a point, right? Nah, because that means that uh, 
mad shit. The box should count as the point. Where like, <laughs> like, like, what else did I not get? Uh, That's a bullshit. That's my. That was my win in the bag. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that was literally the win right there in the bag. Bill Burr losing to Taylor Timmy has no way. I saw for sure. That's that's easy money right there. That's crazy, fam. That's like Anderson winning the melodic rap category. I should get a point for that. <laughs> like what the fuck? Like, come nah, on. because Rockstar was a legitimate chance to win that. I mean. But still, Anderson was not. I don't. I don't see how some of these songs even like got. Like, how the fuck did like they win? Like, like win? Like crazy. All right, whatever. whatever. Look, I'm happy for Tiffany. She, you know, she's breaking barriers for women comedians. Yeah. But you should not have won over Paper Tiger. I'm just saying. Stay <laughs> if they ready was there, I may not have been mad. But uh, Black Minstrel wasn't it. But hey. I'm glad that you won the Grammy for it. I didn't so we, pick you. You might have been my second choice, though, to be honest. I, I did mention that special, but I was like, ah, I picked a boring, safe choice. Yeah, you chose Jerry Seinfeld. Like, <laughs> Bill Burr's mad controversial. Hey, everybody talk about Jerry Seinfeld comedy like that, bro. <laughs> you act like Bill Burr's not, like, trying Bill to Bill Burr is, is scorching hot right now. Yeah, and... You know the you know how to read the room. A, a white guy with no filter is is hard to hold up on a pedestal. All right, well, they just brought him in to read Latin and international categories. So not anything's only possible. Are we not going to give you a Grammy. <laughs> We're going to kill you on stage. <laughs> We're going to try to get you canceled. Like that's what it looked like. It looked like not only are we going to reward you for your effort. We are going to try to get you out of here. Wow. No, Burr, I'm sorry, bro. You were on Star Wars. You hosted SNL. You had the biggest special of the year. (laughs) And you still lost. Like, oh, my God, bro. Like, damn, how'd you get the Disney plug and still lose? You were on Star Wars with a full-on Boston accent, and you still lost. As damn near yourself. Like, No, it was yourself. Like... (laughs) There was no acting involved. <laughs> you were angry. You were aggressive. You spoke in Boston, full-on Boston accent, in space. It was crazy. And you lost. And you lost. That's wild. <laughs> That's wild. This year was, this is year's Grammys. Is, this is everything that's wrong with the Grammys. Right here. That was my win. It would have been 10-9 me. It said it's 9-9. This fool said that was my win. <laughs> That's hilarious. Damn, we tied. I don't think we ever tied. No. Nah. This is definitely yeah, your best. No, this was your best year. Win. This was your best year. You had a bold strategy. Just follow wherever I go. My best just, go just go I wherever I go. That was a bold strategy. Dario's just upset because I didn't wash him. And he didn't win. So he it's had a bold, It's a bold strategy. It worked for you this year. What do you mean? I just go you. wherever I go. Keep it as uh, close as possible. Uh-huh. So all my all my wins. <laughs> How pick many wins safe, that I didn't get? Let's pick the safe ones. Taylor Swift, Jerry Seinfeld. All right, Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Dua Lipa. Ridiculous. Nah. I see your strategy. It's not going to work, homie. It's not going to work. All right. Next so this year we're tied. Uh, still hold the crown. So, I mean, nah. it's the tie. They'll, they'll, nothing switches. They'll hold the crown. False. So, you guys, uh, you guys let, let us know what you thought about the, the Grammys. The crown is broken in pieces, but there's more in my possession. What Drake said? Did you, did you guys, <laughs> did you guys uh, have any unexpected winners? Did you predict any of these people to win? You want other people to win that didn't win? Biggest stuff. Who'd you love? Yeah. What's your favorite performance? Yeah. Anything Grammys related. Let us, let us know what you thought about them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> going to go watch Paper Tiger. I might. <laughs> I might. It's that good. <laughs> this is everything that's wrong with the Grammys right there. And then, uh, <laughs> then tomorrow I'm definitely gonna gear up for, uh, you know, a little Zack Snyder, DC Justice League cut, four hours long. Definitely gonna gear up for that one. That's lit. And then uh, our next podcast is going to be about the Oscars because they just announced the nominations. So, oh yeah, that shit took forever. Yeah, weird year. So, especially for movies. Yeah, it looked like some shit. I'm gonna have to watch some stuff. There's some more streaming specific stuff. There's that, a lot of streaming specific stuff this year. Yeah, which is crazy. So, uh, yeah, next year we'll definitely give you our noms predictions on that one too. And then coming up this Saturday, very, uh, very hype. Very dope stuff coming up this Saturday at 12 p.m. Pacific time. We're doing a live listening party with Rivals for their debut uh, sophomore album. And uh, we definitely invite you guys to join us. So you'll see it plastered all over the site, all over our social medias, wherever you guys follow us. And uh, hopefully we'll see you guys there on Saturday. Definitely. Um, I think we'll try to post like a countdown on the Instagram story so you guys could uh, follow the countdown. That'll give you an update. Um, I believe 12 uh, Pacific is 3 uh, Eastern time. Mm -hmm. uh, so for all my people out here in New York, um, that's when we'll be getting to it. Please join us out here. And uh, we're just going to keep bringing you dope shit, dope ideas, and, you know, predictions. I'm going to kill Dario in this Oscar stuff because I don't like how we tied just now. Yeah, he really, he really out here with the gas. Yeah, you got a lucky, you got a lucky tie for sure. So we'll see. I know there's no way you should have got that many. <laughs> I should have won. Bill Burr, like Bill Burr, Paper Tiger. Should have won. <laughs> nah, nah. Let me know if you guys agree. Bill Burr, Paper Tiger, or Tiffany Hash Black from Mitzvah. <laughs> Let's do a little quick survey and see. Okay. But yeah, uh, if you guys aren't following us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, but you see this up somewhere, then go ahead and hit that, that that subscribe button, that like, that share, and uh, we'll keep on bringing you guys more dope content. And if you like any together, rocking these videos like this, 
this or that shirt, not the beanie. Uh, also head over to the site and grab some for yourselves. But uh, until next time, we will live in life fearless, y'all. You gotta catch the wave. Yes, sir. Peace. Thank you.